Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Back to Basics program with Rebel El Shalom. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about freedom. What is freedom? Is it just someone who could do whatever he wants, whenever he wants? Well, we are going to find out, and obviously, it is all going to be connected to Pesach, which is coming up in just a few days. So, let's get right to it. I'm Israel Yudkowsky. You are listening to the Foundations Podcast. This is uh, this will be a little bit different. It's more you know short to the point. It's just something to take away, uh, especially for Pesach. It's a general thing, like you said. It's um, we're going to try to explain what is freedom according to the Torah. According to the Torah, I mean, if you ask a, uh, an American person today what is freedom, so he's going to point straight uh, to the Bill of Rights, right? To uh, freedom of speech, the right to bear arms. Is that Right, freedom of this, freedom of that, and um, at, let's try to dive into this and understand. According to the Torah, according to the Torah, what is freedom? And what what? Well, but we need to explain the question a little bit more. What do I mean? What is freedom? You know, freedom is something that everyone desires. You ever realize that it's, some, it's a desirable thing? I want to be free. I don't want anyone to tell me what to do. Oh, free. What? Free. So we need to explain the question a little bit more. Why is wh- why we want to explain what is freedom, right? Why is freedom so desirable? So um, help me out, Israel, over here a little bit um, and try to tell me, what do you think is a free man? What is freedom? I would think also, Rabbi asked, like, what is a free person? Obviously, the first thing that pops into mind is someone's that, like, nobody's forcing him to do anything. He's mm-hmm. not... Um, obligated or controlled by anything or anyone. He just does whatever he wants, whenever he wants. But, but he, I mean, that's just like the first split of a second. Right. But you think even just that's for two seconds. That's the first thing seconds, I think that everyone will say. Right. right? But, but, but like, it, it's not true. It's obviously Why? not true because, first of all, there are barely any people like that in the world. And, like, no matter who you are, there's always someone who, you know, even if it's just the government that's controlled, like, you can't drive as fast as you want your car. Like, Oh, you could. You're gonna get a ticket. You can get like, like it's so. So like, what? Nobody's free because you live in a country that there's a speed limit. Like, I mean, and not even just that. There's a bunch of other laws. Like, I don't know. It's it's obviously right. much kill, much you deeper. You can't steal. You can't kill. You can't steal. Mm. Oh, so you're not, so free. You're not free. You and a guy in prison <laughs> is the exact same thing because, like Rebbe saying before, if someone's in prison, does it have to be that he doesn't have freedom? Like, so I'm asking, it could be someone in like. I'm sure we could get to an answer that yes, there could be someone in prison that 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 is still a free man. No, so you know, this is part of explaining so, the so question. I, I don't know. I'm trying. I'm I'm trying now. Right now, we're not answering yet. I'm trying right, to explain yeah. the question. So you're you're doing you're a good jo- a good job explaining the question. Meaning, you're saying that uh, every person has there's laws. You're under government. You need to pay taxes and stuff. So if if freedom is that you can do whatever you want. Again, let's start with that phrase. Right, like the first thing, do whatever you want, whenever you want. Whenever you want, so no one is free, right? Right. Well, I have one. Uh, go to an island. If you're on an island alone, um, you're free, no? You can do whatever you want. You could go and chop down the trees. You can burn down the island. You can eat bananas. 
You could build like a the boat. island is not part of any could, country or any nothing. Yeah, back in the days, back in the mm-hmm. days, you found an island. Is that a free man? Yeah, I'm I mean, making it easier so, for so, you. So right. So according <laughs> to what we said before, is that whatever you want, whenever you want, then obviously, yeah, because there's nobody controlling him. He could whatever. He, but but then on that, like obviously not. He has no resources. There's nothing there on the island. Like right, there's no one controlling him. But you right. know, it could be it's a smaller island. He can barely do anything. He has. No, like, oh, burn down the island, okay? Like, yeah, he could, yeah, he really, could, but, like, he he's not afraid. He, he just stuck there. Like, I mean. He's not stuck. I mean. He has a boat, big but still, island. Like, it's a big island. He has all the comfort in the world there, let's say. Is he free? That's the ideal free man. The free man is the person that's alone on an island no, that doesn't belong to anyone back in the days when no one can get to him, obviously, because if someone can get to him, he's not fully free, right? Right. <laughs> because someone is going to come and take his rights. You get the irony in this. Yeah, sense, I, don't, in this, I don't know. It's, it's, there's I mean, obviously the, something else to it. That's the free man that's on an island, stuck alone, without anything yeah. that he could, as long as he could do whatever he wants to do whenever he wants to. That's I'm phrasing. That's your phrase, right? Right. So there's obviously something else to it. The question is, so what? it's not it. No, it's not. It's it. not a person that could do that could do anything whenever he wants. No, a free man. That's the first thing because that pops then into no head. But, free. The, but the second you even start looking into it a little bit, it just like makes no sense. So what is freedom, and who is a free man? Exactly. That's what we're here to find out. <laughs> it's more Good complicated question, than no? free than just uh oh, freedom is do whatever you want. Like no, it, no. It's a good question, huh? Yeah. It's a good question. I think it's a question um, that, you know, it's a big talk in America. Freedom, 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 freedom. Yeah. We always talk about freedom. We want freedom, freedom. So in America, so let's go to America a second. So let's say there are, that no one is free entirely. Let's stick to that you can do whatever you want, whatever you want. But let's say no person is free entirely, but there's some people that are more free and some people are less free. Mm-hmm. Let's say, let's go to America a second. Let's say you're in a country that has a, a dictator, okay? So a dictator, he tells you what to do. So you're not free. But in America, you are more free because the government is not getting involved in everything you do in life. You could right. speak freely, okay? So you can say whatever you want. You can walk out of your house and start talking about the government, the aliens, or whatever you want, and no one's going to come shoot you. Okay, and there's some countries the way you, that you walk out and you'll talk whatever you want. Go you're gonna South get Korea, shot. Let's say you say anything bad about Kim Jong Un, probably, and uh, you're shot. You're dead. You're yeah. dead. You go to the gulag or you're dead. So here, so here, this is kind of today what people are using freedom, like more free or less free, meaning you have to live in a society, in a country with rules and everything. Within that system, there are some people that live under like a dictatorship, a regime, or whatever that is dictating your life, right? And you're not free, meaning to do whatever you want as much as you can. But in America or in other countries that are like more Western, you have the freedom. You have more freedom. More freedom. Very good. Good phrasing. You have more freedom. That's how people like kind of, that's the talk, especially in America now. I'm not coming to underestimate what America did. What America, you know, originally the founding fathers, what they, they're not our forefathers, the founding fathers of the United States, um, 
they, 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 what they had in mind was they said, listen, all these countries till now are, have dictators and, 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 you know, eventually at the end of the day, the, um, uh, you know, the, the civilians, right? It, it all ends up with the, no, they will either rebel or there's always Balagan is a big mess. And that's not good. Whatever the origin of that thinking was from, but um, but they they basically said they came up with this idea that listen, what if we build a country that doesn't have so much control from the government, right? That obviously will be a better place because you see that government control is what always messes up things. Again, very simply speaking, and um, and um, so let's have a country that that the civilians, that the people have, that belongs to the people. The people are really running the country. However, big however, you have to have a government. You have to have a leader. Every pack has to have a leader. That's rule number one. Everyone knows this. Every pack has to have a leader because if you don't have a leader, everyone goes in different directions. So let's have it, but to the minimum. That, That was basically the idea, meaning you cannot, so, Listen to the listen to these words. You see, even the America, America that's considered ah the 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 beacon of freedom, the most free country out in the world, still has a government. Right? And there's always though always a fight how big the government, this size, this size, the side, and this side. There's always control, the gray areas. Less control, yeah. Right, but generally speaking, the idea is that they shouldn't have too much control in their life. You and look at the constitution, is you know. There's a freedom of speech and freedom of protecting yourself and, you know, all right, this stuff. Right, to bear arms. So there will, yeah. It's tyranny that one day the government will go and like what happened in Nazi Germany. And, um, and so um, so that's why, you know, the, the civilians, the people have a power. It used to be only the government has a power over the people. Now the people have the, by them on their own, they have a power. But at uh, the end a, of the day. A great way I heard it once is that. It's not that the government make the people; is that the people make the government? Make yeah, right. That's where, that's where democracy came from, and that's yeah. where elections came from, and all those stuff are that we make the government exactly right. like, like the government is here to serve democracy. us, right? In very simple terms, that's the idea of democracy. Now, are the people now more free than under dictatorship? Like you said, King Jong Un under North Korea? Yes. Of course, goes without saying. But at the end of the day, you always understand that there must be a leader of the pack. There must be some sort of leading, or today they call it a government, meaning someone that's t- take taking control, right? Someone that's leading the country. There always was a president in the United States. Hey, why is there a president? This country belongs to the to the people. He should just be a pe-. yes. So they make it in a way that they split the power, right? They split it into three, and that way. We're doing the most we can that although you need to have a leader, he won't have too much power that it would, that the people won't have any power. Okay? Very generally speaking. So that's the best, that's the most to the freedom that we know of in history probably. I don't know of more of like you can call it a free country back in history if in talking in these terms of freedom. Again, if we're talking in those terms of freedom, soon later on when we – Bring, bring the Jewish perspective, we're going to see that freedom means something else completely, okay? Something else, we take it to a total different direction 
It's not about a society thing or anything. We're going to talk about freedom as something else. What do we define freedom? But from a from a freedom point of that, like how much how much a human human race are free, meaning like you phrase it to do whatever they want, that they have power. So again, there's never. A, a situation like I told you, only on an island far away in history that never, no one ever heard of you. There's no way living in society without having some control over your life. The question is how much. So, meaning that if you want to make humans free, you cannot stick to this definition that I can do whatever I want. Right, because that unless you're the only person who could, because you know, if, let's say you say, yeah, now, you know, take America, no more government. Everybody could do whatever he wants to whoever he wants, whenever he wants, no rules, no anything. Yeah, what will happen? You could get shot any second. Yeah. That's there's, not freedom. There's nothing happening. There's yeah. no freedom. Why? You know who's going to take over? The gangster, the bad guy, or whoever wants. Yeah. <laughs> that That's still not freedom. You'll never get – that's worse freedom, right? The more freedom – so you need to have structure. You need to have, right? You need to have someone to lead the pack, right? The question is how much power do you give him? Do you give some power to the to the people? But at the end of the day, we need to now redefine uh, freedom right now because it doesn't work that way, freedom, because there, there won't be no free person in the world because even America that you call it the most free country, it's still not free. It has a president, has rules. You can, like you said before, you cannot drive. So I'm saying even America, that's why I brought America as an example. Even America, it won't fit into your definition of free person, that we have freedom. You cannot do whatever you want. You cannot. Maybe you can do more things than a person in North Korea, but not entirely. And that even is in, in, you know, side point uh, in stake today in America. That also is going away. Freedom, right? Freedom of speech is going away there. The right to bear arm is going away there. I don't know, whatever. You know, I'm yeah, not, and some some states more, some some states yeah. less. But won't yeah. get into it. We're not doing politics on this uh, yeah. episode. It's totally uh, we we try to do Judaism here, <laughs> but um, let's go to Mitzrayim. So let's let's talk Judaism. Let's go to Yitzias Mitzrayim. Let's go to see now this. Like we said, is I hope you're listening to it on Pesach, before Pesach, whatever it is, or even after Pesach. It's all good. In Mitzrayim, something incredible happened. We were slaves. Let's talk about slaves for a second. That's a big word over here, right? If we're talking about freedom, we got to talk about slavery. What is slave? What is a slave? A slave is a person that he doesn't um, own himself, meaning he doesn't have no freedom, meaning someone controls his life. I want to I wanna go buy something with my money. Sorry, you don't have money. Um, I want to go on a trip today. Sorry, you need to work today. I want to uh, uh, pray. Sorry, you can't pray. You need to work for me. Um, right? Slave basically has no freedoms. He cannot do, he doesn't own himself in a sense. Someone owns him. Um, now, is is slavery bad? Yeah, of course. So how do you, I'm going to go, you know, slightly off the topic a second and we're going to go back to freedom, but we have to talk slavery a second. I want to lay this another idea down. Slave is bad. Well, the Torah talks all about slaves. We allow slaves. We we have slaves. 
How's that possible? How do you buy a, a human and have the rights over him? You buy a slave, according to the Torah. The same Torah that talks how horrible was slavery in Egypt. How does that work? You know, so for people that don't go beyond beyond the cover of the Torah, you know, they don't scratch an iota behind, behind the Torah. People that just heard, you know, concepts in Judaism, for him it will be a big question. But if you learn the sugya of what is Evadivri and everything, you see, huh, it's so, you know, it's ignorant even to have this question. Obviously, there's slavery and there's slavery. Okay? Slavery, people consider, ah, oh, it's the worst thing ever. It's bad, bad, bad. Well, there is room for slavery. What? Are you serious? Did you just say that? Yes. There's room for slavery. Um, and what I mean is like this. It needs an explanation of what I just said. The Torah, of course, back in back in 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 the in in the time of the Torah, um, you know, in the time of you know, almost after Yitzhak Mitzrayim. I mean, before that, slavery was a, a normal thing. But without going into that, if it was normal thing and how, what, how, why, the Torah has a very specific place for slavery. It, it, you, it's going to go either way, either one of two ways. Either a person wants to sell himself to be a slave. He offers himself to be a slave. Or if someone stole, someone was stealing something, right? And he has no way to pay back, right? We He has to become an Evid, okay? He becomes an Evid. Now, according to the Torah, specifically as halachas, upon halachas and halachas and halachas, tons of rules and laws, how, what are the rights of a slave? Rights of a slave? I thought slaves don't have rights. Well, so, you know, maybe it's semantics of we were playing with words, but according to the Torah, a slave, you know what, 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 a, what rights the slave has? All the rights, meaning you need to give him everything. Food, right? Person needs to eat. Well, you're the master of the slave. You need to feed him. Um, he needs a bed to sleep. You need to provide him a bed. He needs a place. You need to provide him with the bed, with this place. You, um, he wants to marry. Well, you need to give him. Uh, uh, he can. You, you, you're in charge of that wedding on you. He has children. Well, that's all on you. Could could the ever demand like, oh, I don't want this type of food. I definitely want a no, no. There's there's steak for dinner. So like, don't don't take me down. The, there's specifics <laughs> on exactly how to balance it out, right? That's like not you can't just slip. throw him a couple no, of noodles. No, but day. of course you need to give him tzitzora because his need, right? It's like a normal. It is very basic. Yeah, you look in halacha, you see it's it's a very it's it's exactly like you said a normal what a normal human being needs, and now if. If the Evid, if you hurt him, right? If you injured him, you lose your rights over the slave. If you hurt him, you lose your rights. So what kind of slave is that? Well, let me explain That's just, to you. Uh, like I was saying, it's playing around with the words. Like if the word slave is bad for you to use, then I guess we could use a full-time Servant. employee type Emplo- of thing. Oh, like very- employee, like uh, – yeah, like the person works for you. Oh, with an obligation oh, oh, oh. that you're in, you sign a con with a contract. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like a full-time employee. Right. I'm going to say something that might if, sound If that's bad. easier for for someone to say. Right. I want I don't want to take our listeners it uh, uh, you know, I'm going to say something that might sound bad, but I I'm I'm saying it being very careful. But there are some companies today 
that the people that were the employees are kimat, I'll say almost, almost slaves, meaning they sign up for it, they have no way out, almost, almost, okay? Again, I'm not comparing, but I'm just trying to bring something, you know, to a feel, to feel it a little bit. But a slave was worse than that. A slave, according to the Torah, was a person, uh, one of the type of the slaves, is a person that he doesn't want to take any responsibility on on taking care of, of, of the responsibility of Parnassa. What he does is, simply, I don't need to take care of, I'm good for life now. I'm going to sell myself for a slave, right? I'm, I, need, I have one thing. I need to serve this master for 24-7, right? I need to give him everything he needs. I need a service in the house. I need a plow. I need to do whatever he needs me to do. But I have no response. I have no worries. I have no I have food, food, I have clothes, clothes. I have my bed, children, my, my wife, children, they're good. Yep. They're all on the master. Okay, I'm not going to live luxurious life and I, can, I don't have opportunity. I cannot become rich. I cannot have my own savings. But I also can't become poor. I cannot become poor. Exactly. I will always have food on my table and a mattress to sleep on. That's what I was comparing it a little bit to today in modern society. Some, some employees in some companies that they say to themselves, listen, I know I'm getting my paycheck every month. I know the company's taking care of me 100%. I don't mind. I'm, I'm going to obligate myself for them for 10 years. I know I have this quiet. You know, some people that are, you know, uh, self-employed cannot understand that. I, you know, I mean, myself, I'm a self-employed. I'm like, give me my freedom. I don't want to work for anyone. I want, you know, my father, I got it from my father. My father, he worked for, for someone two days of his life. His whole life, he always was self-employed. He was a... He did a lot of things for Hashem in his life. But he, for two days, he told me he worked for someone, and that yeah, was enough for him. He tried it right. He's like, I'm <laughs> out of this uh, working for someone business. Right. Some people want the opportunity always that I have that freedom freedom, to um, to go beyond. And one day I could become rich or never. People that, become sla- that back in the days were slaves, and you have similar to it. Again, I'm not comparing. Um, but similar to it, that a person that says, listen, I have no worries. My master is taking care of me for all my needs. All my basic needs are covered for 10 years. And I just need to work a service for him. There are people that chose that. That's a slave according to the Torah. Or, uh, you know, the worst case was a person that stole. A person, people that stole back in the days over there was were people without who goes to steal. Obviously not a millionaire, right? And it's pretty much different than today that their people steal like because of gangs or whatever you know I don't, people that stole back in the days was because he didn't you he know needed food. he wanted the easy way out he wanted the easy way out instead of going working hard or it didn't work he was very poor and whatever easy way out is to go and steal so what we do to him we put him into slavery instead of putting him in jail which won't get him anywhere just sit with a bunch of criminals for 24/7 what are you going to do? Sitting with a bunch of criminals in jail? What are you going to do? Instead of that, have the guy have a life. Still have a life by working for someone for free. But at least his needs are covered, so he's not going to go steal. At least one thing I know, he will stop stealing. And society will be much better without thieves out there. Right? Give me a better solution. Right? So the Torah has a, a perfect solution for a thief. Become a slave, become an employee that your needs are covered. So you're definitely not going to steal. You're in, as they call them today, correction. 
you're you're not gonna you're not gonna go steal anymore, right? Because you have your needs. I mean, today, unfortunately, humans went so low that I, I don't know if it's we can say it today. I don't know even if a guy is fully okay, they, they go and steal. But back in the days when humans, when at the time of the Torah, when when we we had Sanhedrin and we could have applied these rules of of slaves. Um, okay, so it sounds very bad the term slave. So the same Torah that talks about these kind of slaves, which are people that didn't didn't want to take the responsibilities and they're fully covered on their basics for life or whatever, for seven years or whatever it is, which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's actually good for society. Listen, it's it's not that we promote it. We don't want people to become slaves. Like everyone to become slaves, the most ideal thing to become No, it's not what the Torah is saying. If you if a person decided that that's where he's going to go, well, listen, a person that sold himself a slave, he'll never become a millionaire. He will miss on a lot of opportunities in life. He cannot have a lot of savings. He cannot one day own a company, right? He he doesn't have that up. Op- he he closed down that option for himself. Um. Okay. So the same Torah that's talking about these slaves are still talking about how horrible slavery was in Egypt. Well, yet, well, yes, Egypt. <laughs> we're not treating us like the slaves that the Torah is talking about. It was there is it was a very different type of slave. So you see, the word slave is just thrown out there, but there's different categories of slaves. The bad slave that Americans today talk about, you know, as as referring to the, to what the blacks um, uh, had to go through. That's more of the, like the slaves that were Egypt. Basically, we own you. Not only we own you, we own your life. Like if I want to end your life now, I have that option too on the table. Okay, that's a very different type of slave. Meaning it's not that you are, it's good for you. It's beneficial for you because all the slaves we spoke about at the end of the day, maybe it's not ideal, but it's beneficial for them. A slave, when we were slaves in Egypt, we were slaves because they tried to, Penyerbe, right? Paro was a plan to make sure that we'll be oppressed, we will be down, and we have no rights. We won't be able to rise or against the Egyptian and everything. So he made sure to take away our freedom, in a sense, our life, to meaning you don't own yourself in any sense. You have no rights whatsoever. Okay, that's a very different type of slave, a slave that has nothing to himself, not even your own life. You don't have control. You don't control your, your baby. We take away. We decided to take away your babies because we, we some Chosev uh, the Khartoumim, they saw that the leader of of the Jews will come, so they took all the babies. They take away your babies, throw them to the Nile. How about that? Um, you need to work for us, like basically twenty four seven. How about that? I can give you any type of work. You have no rights. I can kill you in any good time. I can give you a job that will kill you. Okay, that's very different. Slave. So we had no freedom there. So let's go back. Now that we spoke about slaves, now I can understand what's the opposite, right? So if in Mitzrayim you have no con- someone controlling your life, someone controlling your babies, controlling everything, so a free man that has somewhat control over his life. No? You were starting to get a better, de- is that a better definition? If you have control over your life that you basically could do uh, you know, do what you want when when you said it. You do what you want whenever you want, not in a, in a way of whatever, but in a way that 
I control some parts of my life, uh, meaning all parts. What about that new definition? Again, we're trying, again, we're not in the final answer. <laughs> we have the final Jewish answer. It will be very deep, but let's, let's, let's try to figure out the question. What about, not that you can do whatever you do with whatever you want, is that you can have control over your life. I like that. That's a newer definition. That's a new definition. Yeah. We're getting somewhere. Meaning, um, I have control over my life. And now what I'm saying is to the good and to the bad. Meaning, I have control over my life that I could, um, I, what do you want to do, Israel? You want to you wanna build a studio, right? Yep. So you have, you're going to have control over your life. So you, you can go and work. Okay, so studios don't fall from the sky, but it, you can go and work. You have the opportunity to go and work and get the money and go buy yourself something, build yourself something, do your, buy yourself clothes, buy yourself whatever you want. So you have control over things that you want, things that you need or want. Because even that slave that the Torah is talking about, the good slave, right? That the Torah is talking about um, that, you know, unfortunately a guy that, that stole or a person that sold himself to be a slave. Even those guys, they somewhat have control over their life, right? Because he still could, as long as he's working for the master, he gets what he needs, right? So in a sense, again, he's on a lower point of control over his life. He has less control, but he still has some point of control. If you have no control over your life, so that's when you don't have freedom. That's when you're not a free man. The more control you have in your life, the more free you are. How about that? Can we run with that? I like it. So a person that's in jail, he has less control over his life, so he's less free, yes. Right, but 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 he could still be free. Like he could still, you know, decide to I don't know, different activities. Right, and read a book. Different he stuff. could decide to read a book yeah. and he can get a book to read. Good. That's somewhat control. Yeah. Is he, does he have much less control than me and you? Of course. Goes without saying, right? But he still has some freedom. Right. To a certain extent. Yeah. Because why? Because this new definition, because he has control over his life. Hey, everyone. I'm interrupting this wonderful conversation to let you know about a fantastic, one-of-a-kind book that Artskull has recently published titled, on the shoulders of giants. Rabbi Shmuel Bloom, who was involved in leadership positions in Agadis Yisrael for over five decades, takes us behind the scenes to gain a unique understanding of Das Torah in all its glory. Rabbi Bloom met with Gedoli Yisrael at Moetz's Gedoli HaTorah and in quiet, urgent conferences. He chatted with them in cars and on Shabbos afternoons at conventions. He shares with us stories, many of them not widely known, of generations of greatness, from the Chafetz Chaim to Rev. Aaron Cutler and Reb Meisha Feinstein, from the Geir Rebbes and Reb Aaron Lane Steinman to Rev. Don Segal and dozens and dozens more. We also meet the Jewish people's Askanim. We are amazed by first-handed stories of Mike Tress and, of course, the incomparable Reb Meisha Sher in his years in Agoda, Rabbi Bloom also met with the highest echelons of the U.S. government, and he shares his behind-the-scenes understanding of great political events and movements. It is a book you definitely should not miss. Get a copy today at archgirl.com, Amazon, or at your local Jewish bookstore. On the Shoulders of Giants by Rabbi Shmuel Bloom. Get your copy today. I would also like to let you know that every few weeks throughout the Back to Basics program, we are going to have a Q&A with Rabbi El Shalom. 
So if you have any questions or just want to get a little bit more clarity on any one of the episodes, send us your question to jewishfoundations at gmail.com. That is jewishfoundations at gmail.com. Every person whose question is answered on the Q&A is going to get a free copy of the fascinating book, On the Shoulders of Giants. So send in your question today to jewishfoundations at gmail.com, and you might be one of the lucky winners of the fascinating book, On the Shoulders of Giants. And now, let's get back to the show. You know, I once, um, I used to, I, I, I went to Misameach in jail. I once went to you know, uh, play music and give this chizuk uh, uh, a little bit, like Kovit Shabbos, make them like a Kovit Shabbos kumzitz in one of the jails here in Israel. It, we, it was set up, it was mainly for religious uh, people in jail, and they had a nice setup in the shul there. They all came to the shul, and I came with, you know, with the keyboard, and I was telling them stories and singing songs together. It was beautiful. And... For a moment, inside the jail, they had this kind of, they, they got so deep. It was, it was mamish, one of the most, you know, uh, scary and incredible feelings I had in my life. To be inside a jail is, uh, we can make a whole episode just about the, the feelings I had over there. But basically, within the jail, within all that, you know, situation, we sat there in shul. And for an hour, they gave us an hour there. I came with two other friends that were misamech them, and you saw all the prisoners there, all the poor souls that were sitting there. Um, got this one hour, whatever it was, forty-five minutes, an hour. I don't remember of uplifting. We were they were singing. They had this incredible, incredible freedom within the non-freedom place. It was an incredible feeling, and okay. And and for like one moment, I felt like I'm in the middle of a shul in uh, in Mount Beit Shemesh, and yeah. you know, having like a that concert. happiness, that enjoyment of just singing and having a good time, no matter like in what. Yes, you know, you're locked in prison, but that feeling, that happiness, that enjoyment, nobody could take away from you. Right. It was mamish an hour that we we do a couple of Shabbos and everything, and and I gave over the like the microphone to other people, and they were singing, they were getting to it, and you saw for one moment they forgot where they are. And then the hour passed, and their, I call it their counselor, kind of. They're all grown. They're all adults. But I work also in a camp, so it kind of gave me the feeling, okay, the counselor came and told the children, you got to go now, leave. It was suddenly like it was such a boom. Like I saw suddenly they turned from this mode of like incredible, highly Shabbos singing and wonderful spiritual uh, experience. They went into boom. Now they have no control over their life in one second. For one second, they like gained their control and then they lost it completely. It was an incredible feeling. It was scary also to see. That's probably, that's the most degrading part probably in jail is that when you, when you have no control over your own life, over you, someone is telling me some uh, 25 year old, uh, you know, cop, whatever you call them in, in jail, um, is telling me I got to go now and I cannot sit here and sing and keep on singing and I'll decide when to get up and go. That lack of control over your life is probably the most degrading part. And that's what, that's something we desire. 
That's kind of a freedom that we desire is control over our life that I could choose. Hmm. Like, even if, let's say, you say, you know, you're a worker, or like we said before, Evid Ivory, that, right, yeah, I have food, I have a place to sleep and clothes, but at the end of the day, I like, the rest of the day, I need to just work, and I, like, I don't have control. I know, but it's something that you choose. No, not always, you know, with the Evid, if you stole it, then you have to, but even, like, an employee today, you could say, like, oh, he doesn't have control, he works for this company, so for eight hours a day, when, then, you know, he's kind of like a slave because he has mm-hmm. to do what his boss is right. telling him. Right. He doesn't have control. If the boss tells him, hey, you know, you need to move to that desk. You can't sit here. That's where you're working from today. He's like, oh, but, but, but I want to work from this desk. Like, you can't. I'm sorry. I'm your boss and I'm telling you to sit there. So, or, you know, right now you have to go do this for me. Go buy something. Go get coffee for, or, you know, whatever Wait, but it is. Chose, but, but in general, general but, speaking, no, but, but I think it. even Right. So, so that's what I'm saying. Money, it is freedom because... Right, exactly. But you chose to do that. Right. So he has control so, over it at the right. end of the day. The big picture, he has control. Even though right. right now at this moment, there's something that someone else is telling me to do and I have to do that. Right. It's not control. But I chose when I right. said, hey, he I want to work. Can he quit? Yeah. He can quit. Exactly. At the end of the day, maybe he doesn't want to and it's not good for him. Right. So, so at the end I, of the day, he has somewhat control. Right. So he chose that right. to, to take this job, even though he knew that, yes, sometimes I'm going to need to do something, even though I don't want to do it. Right. But it's still called freedom because I have chosen, chosen to do this. Right. So here, that sounds better, right? That sounds better that you, if I could choose and I have control over my life to choose to go this direction or that direction, I can quit. I can work for him. If I have that option... That gives me more freedom. So I'm a more of a free man, right? That sounds good? Yep. Well, there's a problem with that as well. <laughs> the problem with that is that, again, we're, we're in, in Judaism. We're in Torah, right? The Torah has um, a lot, a lot of restrictions. The Torah has so many things that, that God said you cannot do. And I'm not only talking about the easy ones, of course, of not murdering and not stealing. That's easy to understand. Some even will argue and say, well, that's for the benefit of for yourself, for the world, so that people won't murder each other or steal from each other. Fine. But come on. The Torah is full of so many restrictions with things that you're not allowed to say, things you're not allowed to do, you know, uh, things you shouldn't desire, things you shouldn't practice, Right? You shouldn't think you shouldn't think you shouldn't, right? The Torah dictates your life. The Torah, and if you look at it in one way, it tells you what to do and how to act and which shoe to tie before. And, 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 and it's not only that, they're telling you if you're not doing it, you're fried and gannam, you're, you're gone, you're dead, right? So what's going on over here? If you're telling me that freedom is when you have control over your life. Like in Egypt, they had no control over their life. Okay, so let's go back to Egypt a second. What happens? Hashem lets them out of Egypt. Incredible, no? That's, they're free now. They are free. They can leave their country. Not their country. To their country. They can leave Mitzrayim, and Hashem is taking him to the desert, or Sinai, to give them the Torah. What, what's going on over here? 
What's going on over here? I saved you. Wait, so now you're you, going to be my wait, wait, slave. So the so Jews like, were happy when they left? I mean, they had to be. Most certainly they were, right? We know that they were and they singing. they Shira, yeah. Shira. We, we, obviously, we were, we were the happiest humans on planet Earth. Think about it. After 210 years of slavery, that they couldn't believe. They wouldn't believe. You would tell a guy in mid those 200 years, you know, 100 years in to slavery, you tell a kid, well, one day God will come and save you. He'll plague the, 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 the Egyptians and you're going to be out of it. He would look at you like, are you out of your mind? I don't believe you. I don't believe it's going to happen. I'm a slave since I was born. My father was a slave. My grandfather was a slave. I don't believe you. You wouldn't believe it will happen, right? You were were so deep into that slavery. You you understood that the Egyptians are the masters. Egyptians have all the power in the world. They rule the world, basically. They can do whatever they want, and you cannot do nothing. You have zero control over your life, and yet what happened at the end? But bang, we're out of Egypt. And not only that, Hashem smashes the Egyptians. Smashes. You understand that not only the plagues, it was Hashem showing them that the power that they had over the world with magic and everything, that they were like, they were the beacon of society back then. Everyone looked up to Egyptians. Till today, people are like, are are in awe from what they built, the pyramids and the incredible technology that they that they had uh, back then. Egyptians were a massive empire, right? And Hashem just made them zero within within a year. Within a year, within a course of a year, within 12 months, he smashed them. He, he showed everything, all the power of, of Paro, everything, the, 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 the top power of the world went to zero. And we're free. And we left the country. We left Egypt. Egypt, And now we're free people. To do what? Free to, okay, now I'm free. What should I do with myself? Let's run in the desert in slow motion and drink Coke. <laughs> what, what am I supposed to do with that freedom? Okay, so I'm free now. I can do whatever I want with my life. So I have control over my life. Is that, does that mean I'm free? You see the problem with this intervention? If you tell me I have control of my life, I can take that control to, you know, spend my whole life on the beach. Or, you know, make money and do parties all day or whatever. I have control. So I'm, fr- I'm free. Is that free? Is that a free man that he just, I have control. So since I could choose, that's why I'm free. So, I don't understand. What do you do with that freedom? Look, and so specifically, I'm trying to talk about us. What do we do with that freedom? Got more restrictions? So that's not free. Back to square one, I guess, huh? <laughs> Back to square one. So you ready for the answer? If you just leave with this idea, it's a very Jewish idea, very, very deep concept, but it's one simple thing for for Pesach, take it, take it away. Take it for this Pesach. Have it in mind in the Seder when you sit and go into the details of Agoda and talk about the freedom. You know what is a real free man? You know what is real freedom? Ready for this, Thrall? I'm ready. Are you ready for this, listeners? Wonderful, dear listeners. Listen to this. Real freedom is when you get out of the prison of this world. Hmm. 
<laughs> I like the face. How well you can't see the face over here. He's real. He's looking. This world is restricting. This world, this physical world, is very limiting. It's limiting you. Physical world, physicality, gashmius. Okay, it holds you tight. It it, it limits you. It put. It's a prison. It's one big prison over here, for our souls. What? What are you talking about? Yes. Believe it or not, Hashem takes this wonderful human, you, you, yes, you, Yisrael, and everyone that's listening, you have a wonderful, beautiful, glowing neshama that Hashem stuck in this world. Remember the previous episodes? Please listen to all the episodes before you listen to this one. Uh, Again, we're pushing it. Um, uh, That that Hashem put us, put took the neshama and put it in this world to go and earn, to work hard, to earn ourselves, right? It was not enough just to be given for free, right? So basically Hashem just takes this beautiful yourself, this shama, it's part of God, it's incredible. And he puts it in this, that's what I'm calling prison, into this very limited physical world. And you can get lost in here and go wrong, or you can break free and go grab from here and use it for the eternal. You see, when you take limited towards eternal, so it's like the prison in the free world. Take a a prison in this world compared to going on a trip to Alaska and exploring the world. That's, in large scale, this world is the jail and the world to come, Olam Haba, the, the freedom is where the neshama could really be without being restricted in this physical body. What I mean is like this. I'm going to explain it with a story. I still didn't fully explain it. I'll explain it with a story. One of my favorite Hasidish stories is like beautiful, beautiful. It was Reb Zushaman Poli. He used to go for Golisim. He went with his brother. They got into some trouble not that they did anything wrong in Europe back then. If you were a Jew, you didn't do anything wrong to be thrown in jail. But they were somewhere and they decided to um, throw them in jail. They threw them in the cell with a bunch of other um, goyim, you know, really, really low life, you know. And they were obviously a Jew. Two rabbis came into their, into their cell and they decided to make like, you know, a good party. And Ribzisha is sitting there and, you know, it was really, really hard for him. His brother started, uh, he felt so terrible. Why? Because they couldn't say brachas. They couldn't say, you know, when they brought him food or whatever, they couldn't say a bracha because what they did there, they, 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 there wasn't a bathroom there. There was basically um, a pail over there in the middle of the room where all the prisoners will go and do their thing, <laughs> okay? And uh, therefore, if there's the, the smell, it was horrible, and it's, there's urine or worse, Megula over there, you cannot say a bracha. So he was very sad, Rebzish's brother, he was very sad that he couldn't say a bracha. He felt terrible. And I think the story goes that Rebzisha started dancing and dancing and dancing, and he was he was so happy. 
I said, what's wrong with you? We cannot say a bracha. What's so, what's so happy? Why are you so, what's, what's so happy about our situation? Our situation is horrible. You cannot say a bracha. So I think Rav Zisha told him, listen, right now, I could mekayim the halacha that if there is something stinky in the room, there is tzoa, there is urine, you cannot say a bracha. So I'm mekayim the halacha of that you cannot say the bracha. And he was dancing that you couldn't get him. He was in such a terrible situation and he was so sad he couldn't say a bracha, but you couldn't get him. Because even that, what he was mekayim an halacha of not saying a bracha where, 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 uh, where there's your talk where there's about so positive thinking, you know, positive like, thinking, huh? This isn't not only about that. This is this is like a little muscle for for freedom. Freedom is if you can break beyond beyond beyond. Sorry, if you can break beyond the limitations of this world. Don't allow it. You know, when we spoke about it before in the second stage, when we said self control. It's not a self-control in a sense that you can do whatever you want. No, now we're taking the step forward. Self-control in order to do the right thing. You know who's a free man? A free man is a person that lets his neshama free. A free man is a person that's practicing what's right and becoming a good person. When you're becoming the more of a becoming a good person and controlling yourself, from your taivas, right? That's a very easy way to understand it. When you have desires in your life that just make you indulge in this world, you're just busy with so much of these taivas that you're forgetting what you came here to the world, whatever, go to episode number two, about what are you doing in this world? When you're so indulged in taivas and in, 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 in desires, you're not a free man. You're stuck in this prison called the world. When the Jews left Mitzrayim, they had an incredible opportunity, an opportunity of once in a lifetime and once in history. Hashem took his nation that started from Avram Avinu. That's why it was his nation. He chose them. Hashem chose us because of Avram Avinu, because of our, our actions. Because of Avram Avinu. Hashem said, That's all. You, I'm choosing you. I love you. You did the right thing. I'm choosing you. You earned it. So Hashem chose us, right? So that nation, Hashem gave us an opportunity to listen. You have a way to break free of this world. Not only, so Hashem took us to the lowest point, the lowest of the lowest of the lowest. Think about, find me a, a worse example of slavery in, in history. I don't think you'll find more than 210 years and um, your babies being uh, stuck in the walls, th- 300 a day, being slaughtered, and the rest of them being stuck in the wall and thrown into the Nile. And uh, for this, I mean, you know, with uh, you know, I, maybe I will get myself troubled saying this, but I think I, I don't mind saying the truth. You know, as much as slavery was bad for the for the for the for the African Americans, how horrible it was for them. I mean, please do not compare it to slavery in Egypt. I think it was horrible what they went through. Horrible, horrible. All their rights were taken from them. Although, you know, the Rabbi Israel Merlau, the, the former chief rabbi, Rablau, the famous Rablau, he met up with Mandela, right, after, after the whole thing, after apartheid in, in Africa. And he met up with Mandela, 
and he told Mandela that we have in common that we both understand we both have slavery background. So he did tell him that I'm saying there's both were slavery, but I mean in very different degrees. Okay, and you know so just just to put it in perspective, what we went through, not not you know uh, without putting down any you know anyone else. Anyways. So Hashem brought us to this low point. I just said this to understand how what what a low point Hashem brought us. And unfortunately, most Jews didn't make it. We were in such a low. It was Kur Hayidu. Hashem went put us through. You know what they do to gold, where they burn it and get all the gold out of it. The best of the best. Hashem put us in a tremendous nisayon in order for us to really earn earn it to become His nation, Am Yisrael. And we earned it. And we earned it. What did we earn? Real freedom. That's what we, according to Judaism, ask what is freedom? Freedom is not the right to bear arms. The freedom is not the freedom of speech. No. I'm sorry. Our freedom is not the freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is, you know, is good in a sense, and I'll explain in a second. But that's not the freedom that we should strive to. You know what's the freedom that we want? It's freedom of spirituality, not of physicality. Not to be limited by our physicality. Free that we move ourselves, become better humans become a complete human that he's elevated that he's he's a he's a shine a, a person a beautiful person you know and that's one thing back to america i have to say this although we're not politics or anything on the show but I, just for us to learn and understand although we know we appreciate the machos of america and uh, america is really was a, an incredible place for jews um I'm not talking about America now. I'm talking about the Western civilization, Western culture. They they did an incredible job, specifically America, in freedom. Incredible. Look at this. They built an incredible country, an empire. Beautiful. Very free. One of the most, probably the most free country out there. But they failed in one thing. How do you, you can make a, a nation that's free, but how do you make a nation that's moral, that are good humans, that are good to each other, that are, when I say moral, that have what we call purity of family, that people are, that there's not 300 million people in the United States, there are 3 million people in jail. And I'm not saying, you know, but it says something. It says where 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 you see the where the morals rate, are, the depression in America and the suicide and although there's privacy and everything, because they 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 were successful in making a free country, but they failed in making a moral country. Unfortunately, so many so many immoral thing things emerged from 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 the United States. Unfortunately, right? And how do you make a moral society? I'm not saying also, uh, unfortunately, we Hashem gave us the opportunity and we blew it in a sense. We blew it in a sense. Baruch Hashem, Hashem promised and He gave us the, the chance to continue in exile and we're continuing Baruch Hashem in exile to keep what we had in Eretz Yisrael. But why did the second Beis Amigdash was destroyed? Why was the first Beis Amigdash destroyed? So you ask... Uh, an historian, he's going to tell us, well, the Roman Empire, the Greek Empire, the the Persian, the Babylonian Empire. But, yeah, 
If you ask any Jew, you ask them, why was the temple destroyed? That's, that's how it happened, not why it happened. Exactly. Ask, ask a Jew. Ask any random Jew, a religious Jew in the street. Ask him, why was the Beisamek destroyed? He's not going to say because of a Roman. Sinaschinam. Because Sinaschinam. Immediately we say, yeah, it's a Gemara. The Gemara says, Bavon Sinaschinam. We did it to ourselves. We destroyed our own country because the only freedom that we consider is being a moral, moral, what are morals going to the, the episode of defining good and bad, right? So that's when you learn uh, what, what, is the, what is a moral person and how do we define, you know, uh, morality. But freedom is not enough that you just have the, oppor- the option to do whatever you want. That Hashem did. He took us out of Egypt, but that's not enough. That's not enough freedom. He took us to Har Sinai. He brought us to Har Sinai and gave us the Torah. That's when we become real free people. The real free person that he's free from Tivus, free from the limitations of this world, getting lost in this world and becoming an immoral person. A free person is a moral person, is a person that's doing the right thing, that's getting close to Hashem, and he's going out of the boundaries of just the physicality. He's becoming more of a spiritual person. That's a free person. He's free. He's spiritual. Very different than what people think today. And that's, I know it's very Jewish. Very, very Jewish. So we started off with, is a free person that can do whatever he wants? Sorry, that's not free. You're going to only find it on an island alone. It's not happening. Then we said, okay, maybe freedom is a person that has control over his life. Also, no. That's not enough because we see that the uh, you know, you can turn into a very immoral person with a lot of rights over your life, uh, control over your life. You can turn a very immoral person and do horrible things with those options. Right? The only way you're really free is when you, yeah, you have those options. We're, we're building on that. You have control over your life. That's a good way to start. That's why Hashem took us out of Egypt. You have to have some control, basic control. So a person needs to first work on having control over his life. But more important, not only to leave Mitzrayim, but to go live in Har Sinai and to have a Torah, to have the tool. The Torah is a tool to bring you, to, to break you out, to make you earn, right? And make you, break you out of that limitation of this prison of this world. This world is one big prison that Hashem made us locked in. But you can free yourself by not getting caught with all the tithes and everything. And that's when you're going to be break free. You're going to break free when you're not limited in Tivus. My Tivus don't control me. My bad Midos, my bad character traits, not controlling me. But the, my bad friends are not controlling me. These bad ideas from this culture and that culture are not controlling me. The Sinas Chinam, my hatred to my brother, is not controlling me. My Gaiva, my arrogance is not controlling me. Find me that free man. That's an incredible person. And that's where we want to be. That's where we all are. So I'm going to end up with a Pesach blessing that we all should zochet, break free, break free of our tithes, break free of our, our physical limitations and become a more elevated person, a free person. So that is it for today. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you were able to learn something new. Hope you were able to put something in your pocket for life, as we like to say here on the Foundations Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Have a Chag Pesach Kasher V'Sameach. 
We will be back after Pesach to continue the Back to Basics program. Back to Basics. 